Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us and God is not true. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Uh, 
Yeah, and she's just so adorable. I mean, I, I like. I want to. You want to come home with me? Come, come home. But it's another niece I get to spoil. Another, uh, another niece I get to spoil and have fun with. And I want to say again, congratulations to my little, my baby brother. You know, I don't know how the baby to be the first, but the baby brother. Congratulations to his wife, uh, Tyra. Uh, they uh, have given birth to a beautiful little angel. Now they have a son, and my nephew TJ. I'm gonna tell you, you know, I, 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 I guess I can kind of sympathize with him. But the day before that, that Sunday evening, I mean, he threw a fit. He, <laughs> I know they're not gonna mind me sharing this with you. I'm not trying to embarrass my baby. I love him. Um, you know, he, he was, he's. He's been the baby. He's been the, the center of attention for the past uh, four years. So, and and now there's this. Now all of a sudden, look who's here. <laughs> and uh, we went in the hospital. It was just. It was cute. It was cute the way he was. Just I mean, he was he he wasn't having it. He was not having it. He was not having it. But you know, we we. He knows it's his baby, and so uh, he's holding her, and he's al- he has already become the overprotective big brother. I tell you, it's so, it's so cute. So we're wishing we're wishing her a, a, a prosperous and blessed life. As uh, and we, uh, I'm thankful to God who came into the for allowing her to come into the world, and it seemed like she didn't want to come out. She seemed like she did not want to come out, but you know, we're, I, I'm glad she did. I'm glad that she came out because she is just so gorgeous, yeah, you know, wonderful and wonderful. And we're praying. I'm going to continue to pray for them. And I, and I want to say happy birthday to all May babies. I'm official. I have officially begun my countdown. My birthday is on the 28th of the month, and I officially begun the countdown. And I'm celebrating. Uh, I might as well celebrate all month. Might as well. Hey, mine's at the end of the month, but hey, but. My birthday is on Memorial Day. <laughs> so if I didn't have a vacation before, I got one now. Yes, indeed. So I'm saying happy birthday to all my May babies, um, particular, uh, several in particular. Uh, you know who you are. You you guys, the early, the Tauruses and the Geminis of the world rule. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to split it with you Taurus folks. And, and don't y'all kind of get all deep on me talking about, you know, he talking about astrological signs and stuff like that. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Nah. I, I, hey, Taurus and Gemini, we, we special people. So uh, to my Taurus folk who are celebrating at the beginning of the month, happy birthday to you. Shout out to you. I should have I should have queued up this uh, Stevie Wonder track, happy birthday. <laughs> but I didn't. I'll have it for you next. I, I'll do another shout out for y'all next week. And to my Gemini babies, my, 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 we real special. We real special. We get to celebrate too. So, you know, it's at the end of the month, but um, any month is good to have a birthday. Any day is to have a birthday. Got a slight distinction there. Anyway, so I, I just wanted to celebrate that fact that my, my, I got someone else new to spoil. And uh, I, my my grandfather celebrates a birthday next week, and uh, so I, I'm I guess I'm sending no, uh, early happy birthday to him. My niece is graduating. Ah, and my goddaughter Kiara is graduating from high school this month. It's gonna be a busy month for me. I just I just realized we got a lot of things going on at the church. Uh, we'll be celebrating our family and friends day, and we're hosting a, a convocation and consecration. Dream Williams, she'll she'll be getting consecrated to church. We have oh my goodness, so much going on. I don't know where to start, but anyway, I digress. I just thought about that. I'm looking forward to this month, but I'm really looking forward to my birthday. That's all that matters, really. You know, that's that's all I care about. Anyway, so. Uh, I just wanted to share that news with you so you can rejoice. It says rejoice with those who rejoice. <laughs> so now is the time you guys can rejoice with me. I just I'm just overexcited about it. And to I celebrate all those who have new ones who have come into the world and 
those celebrating birthdays and those celebrating anniversaries, whether it is celebrate good times, celebrate good times. Anyway, before we get on to we're, today, we're going to talk about how deep is too deep. Um, uh, basically, you know, we want to talk about you know what what what's too far. What's what's being uh, when does a person become too spiritual? It ain't no earthly good. And uh, how far should a person go? You know, how much how much does it take before they they cross the line of insanity instead of spirituality? So I want to talk about that, and I I'll tell you the reason for this uh, this later on. Before we come to that, uh, uh, President Obama made a surprise visit to Afghanistan. Uh, on the anniversary of Osama um, uh, bin Laden's assassination, and he made an address to the nation regarding uh, the progress in Afghanistan and um, his stance, and you know how he has he has not held back uh, force as necessary to not only protect the, the borders of the state but to stabilize the region there. In Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, um, in Iraq, and all those surrounding regions. Um, and I, I thought it was really interesting. I, I did catch a little bit of the speech, and I, you know, I, 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 I commend again. Uh, I commend President Obama for having the the auction and taking the leadership in uh, not only the capturing but also the assassination of Osama bin Laden. I think it was a very courageous act on. Seal Team Six, and they have, they should be celebrated for it. We should celebrate them for it. Um, I don't think it's right to politicize it. I'm not doing. I'm not saying President Obama is doing that, but there are many of his supporters who are politicizing it. And in this this time of great disjunct, I don't think that is what we need. But you know, what do I know? I'm just a pastor. Anyway, so he made a speech about. Um, uh, initially, the troops were supposed to return out of out of uh, out of Afghanistan in 2014, and uh, he said we our presence could be there, remain in the region as long as 2024. And uh, I, I, I kind of want to get some of your thoughts on this. Um, I want to know what do you think about it? If if, um, if it is something that uh, he reneged, if you feel he reneged on. Uh, as far as campaign promises, because he did campaign on getting out of of the region totally. I mean, that's what you know. He was one of the staunch uh, persons who did not support uh, the war effort, and having done so, he has you know he has since seen uh, why we've been in the region as long as we are, and why we are intense. In region, and I think that kind of had a, a turnaround, and he is responsible for a great deal of the surge that happened. You know, the success you got to give him that. He he is responsible for that. So we want to. You got to give credit where credit is due. You don't want to take away from it. Uh, surely you, we don't want to do that. But uh, do you feel like he reneged on his promise? Uh, do you feel like he is? Uh, He's putting uh, us, our, uh, our troops in further danger uh, because that region is still seriously and severely unstable. Think about what's happening in the surrounding areas of Syria. Um, think about uh, the threat of Iran. And now, well, I don't know if North Korea is too much of a threat, but the Iranian threat not only to uh, the security of the Israeli uh, nation of Israel, but um, to uh, yeah, all this surrounding and th- and think about the Chinese threat now. The, the news of this Chinese dissident who uh, who who is allegedly in the care of uh, the U.S. embassy, having escaped uh, house arrest. So you see the instability of that region. It's one where, uh, take you know, in all good reasons, uh, our presence is needed there. Uh, the question is, uh, do you believe he reneged on one of his campaign promises? And I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, I, I I think he he was a politician, campaigning, and saying things that the people wanted to hear and thought they needed to hear. And upon getting in office, he realized uh, that 
Speeches don't make half things happen. <laughs> uh, just because you give a good speech, as he did last night, is a good speech. He, he's a wonderful, wonderful communicator. Uh, uh, one of the best communicators that we have in modern times. Um, and that you got to give him that. He, he, he is, hands down. But he, he's come to realize that um, the 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 situation abroad is greater than we anticipated. The region is more unstable than we anticipated, and this goes back generations. And not just because of the war that began in two thousand one, it, it was unstable. Then you know it's been unstable. It probably will will remain unstable because that is the area. Uh, in some areas, when we talk about biblical prophecy, it's part of that area. So, I, I mean, there's a lot that plays into that. So the question is, um, uh, um, I guess the question I'm asking, uh, would you vote for him again, knowing that uh, the promises that he campaigned on in his first time uh, have fallen through, have not come through, and he has not kept up with Would you, Are you still willing to vote for him? And then, you know, you got to look at, you have to look at um, several factors in that. So, yeah, that's a lot. But anyway, he did a good speech. I think he's trying to encourage, doing his best to encourage. Uh, but, but, but I'm going to say this one thing. I'm just one thing. I think the the place where he is going wrong is taking too much credit for uh, the more recent action and and. He 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 has to take the light off of himself. Uh, he is the commander in chief. That's true. He is commander in chief. But uh, when you begin to, uh, as this is any administrator, any administrator, it doesn't matter if you're president, principal, uh, pastor. Uh, the credit should not be taken by yourself at all. T- you know, too much. You you must be uh, a servant, and you must be humble. You gotta be willing to step a step step back and admit mistakes and be open. And, and I'm, I agree with some of the pundits who have been talking uh, that if uh, that if our strategy in, in in that in that region were explained and articulated more clearly to the public, there would be a greater support of the effort and, and less. But you know that that has time to come. And um, on the domestic front. On the domestic front, you know, yesterday May Day, as the uh, occupiers were trying their best to rate, wreak havoc, you know, <laughs> I, I tell you, while while their their cause is noble, and I've said this before, the Occupy movement is noble. It uh, there needs to be there needs to be some confrontation regarding what the financial system has done uh, to the average person, the average worker, and, and you know, it's no secret. We, we live in a uh, well. This this society was built on capitalism, free enterprise, and and in that system, you know, there are those who are able to take advantage of, it. and that's been going on also since the beginning of this country. You know, and that's been going on since they came over on Pilgrim, <laughs> was it <laughs> uh, landing in Plymouth Rock? It's been going on the ex- exploitation of the per of the the people. So I, I doubt that stops. But what makes what makes the uh, Occupy movement? I guess uh, slightly irresponsible is the fact that they are not considering reality, and uh, you know it's idealistic. Idealism does little to promote uh, to bring about change. We had an idealist, you know, we've had uh, a lot of progressives are idealists, um, and uh, and being idealists, their their views become Marxist and socialist and. Although sincere in, in what they believe, passionate about what they believe, again, is nothing. It's little to more, little to, uh, it's basically idealism that never becomes uh, reality. Uh, well, you know, hey, that's just my thought. You, if you have any more thoughts about that, just call in, 347-237-5230. Uh, Got a lot to talk about. But I, if you want to have some uh you share your insights about that. that. That's wonderful. We'd be glad to take that. Um, hear what you think about the president's speech last night uh, about his plan with the region in um, Afghanistan. And 
what uh, the Occupy movement. You want to talk about that? That's that's all good and wonderful. We love to hear anything that you have to share with us regarding uh, these things, and we appreciate it. We appreciate everything you do. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back from the break. We're going to get into our topic that we said we're going to talk about. How deep is too deep? Be back right after this. You tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh, Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. Call or click today. Get a free flight. You know that comes with a private island. Really? No, it comes with a hat. The airline credit cards promise flights for 25,000 miles, but there's never any seat for 25,000 miles. Frustrating, isn't it? But that won't happen with the Capital One Venture Card. You can book any airline, anytime. Hey, I just said that. After all, isn't traveling hard enough? <sighs> to get the flight you want, sign up for a Venture Card at CapitalOne.com. What's in your wallet? Uh, it's okay. I've played a pilot before. I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed. To keep this country safe. I was born with the backbone and brain power to take on any mission. This is my office. I was born ready. GoCoastGuard.com Call 
2913profiles.com. Make this Mother's Day one she'll never forget. All right, we're back. Welcome back. We're we're back to zero today, and again, I'm your lovely host, wonderful host, happy host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. We're glad that you joined us today. We're glad that you are tuning in. Oh, however many of you are. <laughs> Listen, we want you to call. And get your thoughts on the air. Three four seven two three seven five two three zero. Chat room is up. So, um, you know, well, it looks like it's up. I don't know. You know. Technology, but however you want to, you can log in on the chat room and get your thoughts in there. Uh, call in the number three four seven two three seven five two three zero. Get your thoughts in on the line. Send us an email at Pastor Lorenzo Neal uh, at gmail dot com. Share your thoughts and comments. But again, however you get in touch with us, Skype. However you get in touch with us, Facebook. However you get in touch with us, Twitter. Get in touch with us. We want you to. We appreciate you joining in the show. So let's get into our topic today. We're talking about how deep is deep, too deep. And um, the reason I, I brought this up is, um, as many of you know, uh, I'm a doctoral student, uh, and, and I'm pursuing my doctorate education in pastoral community counseling. And um, um, part of the program is is the spirituality uh, based program uh, for therapy. We we, incorporate, we we do traditional psychotherapy, uh, but we incorporate uh, spirituality in it. And that's you know a lot of uh, secular therapists are learning to do that. Uh, but uh, class I'm taking. Um, one of one of the things we had to do was a develop uh, was to create a program for personal spiritual growth, man. And you would think that would be easy, you know. You would think that would be easy. I mean, uh, I, as as a pastor and as a minister, uh, I for the past twenty twenty five years, I've practiced a lot of uh, spiritual disciplines and uh, a lot of things. I meditate. You know, uh, I, I've done my uh, centered prayer. Uh, I've done uh, Alexia Divina, Divina, uh, Alexia Divina, uh, the Divine Reading. I've done um, uh, labyrinth walking, uh, meditational walking. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, 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 spiritual disciplines that I've uh, I've incorporated to my spiritual life and, and and you know the average person you just think about when when they think about spirituality the average christian person limits it to just um praying yeah, yeah you know just praying and reading your bible and that's all you got to do just pray and read your bible and go to church pray and read your bible and uh while that is all good it gets redundant you might as well be honest with yourself it gets redundant uh um I've asked, I've been asked so many times. How many times have I read the Bible in its entirety? And I said I can't count. I I, I lost track. You know, you got to think about it. Uh, I I've done the read the Bible in a year. I don't know how many times I've done that. Uh, uh, several devotionals where I've gone through scriptures and you know like focusing on one section of the Bible uh, like the Gospels or or the uh, epistles of Paul or the epistles of John or Peter you know uh, uh, and I've written my own devotionals and I usually only use those at the churches that I pastored and um, I've never published them but I, I probably should publish them I mean it's very uh you know they're they're profound in, in in my writing and receptive by the people that I've used to teach and uh, I've shared with. Uh, so you know I may get around to that. But when I, when I, when we deal with spirituality, um, that is a very uh, the word in itself is mysterious and the means of acquiring a sense of deep spirituality is even 
more mysterious uh, because there is no direct way. There is no centralized way. And for those of you who believe so, uh, I, I challenge you to step outside your arena of comfort when it comes to spirituality. Uh, I was acquainting spirituality myself with uh, the charismatic experience of glossolalia. Uh, you know, speaking in tongues and the uh, charismata, and charismata, the spiritual gifts uh, that uh, people write and speak of in First Corinthians 12. And I equated that phenomena with being spiritual. What I, but what I've come to discover is those are, while while they are they're good, they are. On, they they barely tap the surface of authentic spirituality or deep spirituality. Uh, and the reason I say that is because it, uh, a lot of a, a lot of those who ascertain charismata, charismata, and uh, glossolalia, those persons do so sometimes under false preemptive uh reasons or um or circumstances uh, i've been in i've been in services where people tarried <laughs> you know scriptures tarry here till you're being endued with power from on high and um uh, the churches took that literally and would make people tarry at the altar until they got a sense that they had was filled with the holy ghost it was amazing to me because, you know, in some cases, they wouldn't let people leave the church. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I, I'm really serious. They would not let people leave the church. You would be sitting. Uh, most times, they wouldn't even let you sit down because they felt that if people were tarry, you need to be standing and, and interceding for them so that they will receive the Holy Ghost. I've been to plenty of services like that, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? And, and you try to be disrespectful you want to you know it's like uh, uh this is a bunch of baloney in some cases because you know folk uh, I, i've seen where people will literally just make up stuff you know they they foam at the mouth and, and that was a sign that they were getting delivered or uh they they have some kind of gibberish and, and i witness where people are and that was evidence of the <laughs> that was evidence of them speaking in tongues <laughs> and i'm not saying that to be to be rude in any way like that but uh but you know that that's the way it is so the the challenge was to design a a program for a personal program for me, not for my church, uh, not not initially for that church, for the church, but for me to develop um, spiritually, uh, what would it entail, you know, and all of these things, and, you know, we got to, of course, I mastered, I wrote the paper or, or in the process of completing the paper, and that's the initial assignment. But the the, the challenge is putting into practice the things that I say would help me develop spiritually. And, you know, it, it, it's harder than what it seems. It really is not as easy as it seems. Um, and I have some clips here I, I want to I share with you I, I thought were both funny and um, and teachable. So this first clip here, I just mentioned about the glossolalia, uh, the speaking in tongues. And uh, there are persons who... Um, this is the only i this is the primary identifier of a person who is spirit filled and and I could get into the text where Paul writes in uh Ephesians four and eighteen that you ought to be be filled with the spirit uh, be filled and in the, in the greek of course it, it is it's an active verb be being uh being uh, continual and, uh, but I'm not going to get into that but does be being filled in the spirit mean that when you engage others in regular activities, that spiritual side comes out? Are, are you allowed to be natural? Uh, the clip I'm going to share with you is is a young lady uh, who is sending a uh, sending a happy birthday shout out 
to one of her friends or, you know, supporters. I don't know who it is. Um, but she does so in a very deeply spiritual way. Very deeply spiritual way. So I'm going to play this clip of this young lady singing, Happy Birthday. Happy birthday, Mercedes. Today is another day where we give thanks and glory and honor. We're celebrating your life. We just look forward to all of the things that we know the Lord is going to do through you. And we speak his favor, his grace upon your life. Oh, y'all know those shades, And I just want to sing a song for you to let you know how much I love you. They don't know about this, but this is the front language, and I know you can relate. Sorry, y'all forgive me. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Okay, so she is singing happy birthday in her alleged uh, prayer language. Yeah, we could. There's so many ways, angles we could could approach this. That that. But um, now here's the interesting thing. She's singing the tune. A happy birthday! And I, when I first, when I first saw this, it was posted to one of my friends uh, whose birthday was last month, and uh, our, our mutual Facebook friends posted this as, as you know, as a happy birthday shout out. And of course, you know, the hilarity of it caused a lot of a lot of laughing. But it, it, you know. As as a therapist, you know, you have to ask the question, what's really going on with her mind, you know, um, that she cannot uh, dis- uh, uh, refuse to separate the two, you know, the language that is appropriate, worship, uh, worship, worship to the Lord, prayer language as it, as it has been taught across uh, so many, you know, in the charismatic circle, you know, but here she uses that same, uh, that same language to wish someone a happy birthday and what does scripture say about that of course when you go to uh first corinthians 12 it talks about that if you're doing that uh it's not edifying anyone because they don't understand what is being said therefore you are not to use that language you're not to speak in tongues before an audience and, and of course this is an audience and she, and she does that does that make her spiritual because she's able to sing happy birthday in tongues, does that make her spiritual? Because and, and you know she she gets excited, <laughs> really excited. Ah, and, and then has to say, then you know she says that, uh, making a general assumption. They don't know about that, but I know you can relate. So again, she makes the assumption that the persons who do not understand the language or, or, or what the words that she's saying, she, she's assuming that they're not deep, they're not spiritual, they're not spiritual, and therefore, because the only other person, you know, the person who the, the video was intended for, uh, although it may have more viewers, the one who was intended for would understand, be able to relate, and all others would be left in confusion and perplexion, which is, of course, what happened because now she's, she's being mocked, and and she, um, I'm, 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 I'm reading into this more. I'm quite sure she's defending the fact that the ones who are mocking her and laughing at the video are the ones who are not spirit-filled and don't understand. I'd like to get your thoughts about that. Uh, what Does that make her more spiritual because she can sing Happy Birthday in tongues? Or, <laughs> I, I, me personally, me personally, of course not. You know, I, I think it's ridiculous uh, for her to, to have, have done that, but what do I know? I'm just a preacher. We're going to take a quick, uh, another quick break. want to hear back from you and um, get your thoughts. Show what, uh, share with us what you think about that. Uh, <laughs> singing birthday in tongues. We're going to take a break and be right back after this.
each month? That's the first question we'll ask when you decide to start your own home business through IncomeAtHome.com. As a success coach, I'm here to guide people like Karen who need to earn serious money from home. We were living payday to payday and with four teenagers at home, we were worried. By the third month, I was banking more than $2,600. After only 18 months, I was consistently earning more than $7,000 a month. Now, it's a six figure income and I'm paying cash for college for four kids. We found our way out of rat race. Listen, this isn't selling soap or energy water to your friends. This is a real business bringing potential customers to your computer so you can earn money 24-7. Incomeathome.com is affiliated with a multi-billion dollar company and carries a triple A rating. So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win $1,000. When mucus piles up in your chest, the congestion can get in the way of your day. Jackie with the mud, mop the floor, with so few hours in a day, it's not easy keeping a place looking this trippy. You have the magic Maximum Strength Mucinex breaks up the mucus that causes chest congestion. And only Mucinex is a bilayered tablet. One side goes to work fast, the other is long-lasting. Uh-oh. <coughs> what about my Cadolex? Mucinex is fast-acting and provides long-lasting 12-hour relief. 12 hours? Mucinex in, mucus out. We make a great pair, great pair. Huh? Progressive and the great outdoors. We make a great pair. Right, totally. Uh, that's what I was thinking. All kinds of vehicles, all kinds of savings. Multi-policy discounts from Progressive. Call or click today. The Game of Life with the Prius C, a high-stakes world where some descend into total loserdom while others triumphantly return home to their Tudor houses. The real game of life is no more forgiving, but luckily you're ready to grab it by the throat and jujitsu it into submission. And with all the important things to do and places to go, you're going to need a game piece that will move you to the next level. That car, my friends, is the all-new 53-mile-per-gallon rated Prius C from Toyota. Yeah. 
Hello and welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal. Glad that you're joining us. We're talking about how deep is too deep. Uh, was it over spiritual? And right before the break, we played a clip of a young lady <laughs> giving a birthday shout out in her prayer language. And you know, not to not to uh, slight the gift um, or or the language or anything like that, but. The question I raised was, you know, does it did singing happy birthday or singing in her prayer language to the tune of happy birthday make her more make her more spiritual? Um uh you know, you, you know, there are people who are they they really they make Christianity causes and anything they believe in uh a little more distasteful for others and and part of the reason they do that is because of uh, a zeal, um, a zeal. Uh, I think Paul wrote it best in, in, in Romans nine when he said that uh, the Israelite had a zeal for God, but not after knowledge. And there are a lot of people who have a zeal for God. They have a zeal to be spiritually balanced, uh, well, deep, just deep. I'm not going to say balanced, just deep. They they want to be deep, and being deep means they uh, they can show folk what they know. Uh, and, and I can't talk because I was like that uh, as, as as a young boy. I was, I was I liked that. The deeper I was, the better I felt. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm going I'm going to take real deep into the word and show off what I know. Uh, but who really benefits from that? That's, that's the question we're asking. Um, who who benefits from how deep you are or how um, how how um, Anything you know? Who who really benefits from that? Uh, and, and and how does it help? How does it help you uh, become more spiritual? And, and again, uh, I'm using this word spiritual. I wish I had more time to really just uh, break it down um, the way I want to, and I don't have time uh, to do that. You know, spiritual has become uh, the antonym. To religious, um, if you ask the ask the average person, the average person, if you ask them, um, uh, are you religious? They'll they'll reply, no, I'm spiritual. And what does that mean? Uh, what do you mean, uh, spiritual? You that mean that you go to a particular church, or you do not ascribe to religious uh, institutionalized religion at all, or you just have uh, a faith, but you cannot articulate. Uh, the ultimate concern of that faith. Uh, what is the what is that faith grounded in? You, you can't articulate that, but you know it is grounded in something. You know it has an ultimate concern, and I, I use those words. Those are words of Paul Tillich. Um, you can, you know, uh, and every one of us does. We might. Uh, uh, the world is transitioning to a spiritual, a global spirituality is trying to, and those who are uh on the prophetic end of the church are saying that this is the global religion and what is what you're seeing is you're seeing a transcendence beyond institutionalized religion and people are 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 looking and investigating alternative paths to the sacred uh alternative paths to spirituality and in doing so some people call them deep uh because uh, the particular spiritual nuances that they experience are hard to articulate to those who have been uh uh i'm not gonna say brainwashed that's a that's a hard word but those who have been domiciled in institutionalized religion by institutionalized religion i do mean the church uh the mosque the the synagogue uh the buddhist temple whatever it may be um that has uh, served as the grounding of one's faith and spiritual growth and development. A lot of people never really achieved that. A lot, of, a lot of people never actually grow spiritually. They do grow ideologically. There's a difference. Uh, uh, the ideals espoused through religion is causing a lot of chaos in our world today. Uh, it was Particularly in America, in the West, um, when it comes to political issues and social issues, the idealized uh, the, that those idealized views and ideologies um, 
uh, driving uh, people to do some unruly and uh, uh, zealous things. Uh, you know, for example, you have those persons who are pro-life and they're extreme pro-life to the point where they will they are willing to kill. You know, they'll they'll kill the abor- abortion doctor um, and, and legislatures who are so um, pro-life and wanting to prove that they are uh, taking a stance for life that they'll. That you know they're pushing legislation that does not serve in the best interest of uh the entirety of of their their bodies uh, you know their their communities or their constituents but they're you know they're trying to prove it and then on the other side, you have those idealists who are uh progressive and so much so they're progressive to the point where they are willing to go through you know uh, uh be anarchists in some in so many ways uh for example. Uh, on yesterday, during the May Day protest for the occupiers, uh, there were those who in Cleveland, in the Cleveland area, if I'm correct, who considered themselves anarchists and had uh, been un, unwilling, un, un, unaware that they were working with the FBI and soliciting um, and, and, and gathering the means to <laughs> to bomb a bridge. And you know it's kind of things you you read about in stories and you see in movies and and then when you find out that there are actually per- persons who are that zealous, it, it, it's almost frightening. And, and, you know, I initially brought up the the um, the talk about the the talk about uh, the young lady, and I, I was keeping it in the context of. Uh, of, of of spirituality, you know, the church, but uh, there there <laughs> there 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 is there are those rather who that um they they you know they have a zeal for so much other stuff, and that other stuff is what causes their deepness. You know, they they get deep because because of that. You know, uh, they uh, they they um, that zeal overwhelms them. You know, they, their ability to uh, reason and, and and think beyond themselves, and that is a big problem. That that is a big problem, uh, both uh, for both for those who are in the church and those who are out of the church, outside of the church. But so, what makes it? Too too deep, or makes a person too deep. Um, for some, you know, some people consider me deep simply because, um, you know, I, as a pastor, you know, I, I'm very, I'm very committed to uh, my ministry um, to the point where I will, you know, I you know, fast and pray uh, for for those who are uh, those. For those I say, you know, I serve, and then there are those, you know, there are those who, who say, you know, uh, what? Because I was, I was, um, I was, I, you know, I've been preaching, uh, like I said, twenty years now uh, as, as a licensed minister, and um, it is it amazes me, you know, in, in all this time how I have seen myself. Um, evolve spiritually. Uh, I went from one who was really zealous, and one who uh, who had um, that that quest for uh, a church validated spiritual experience to uh, you know make let me know that I was I was saved, sanctified, and spirit filled. And, and you know, it's, when I look at myself now, you know. And I am, you know, getting to that point where I there's some dissatisfaction with organized religion, but but you know I, I see how it's necessary, but at the same time there there's a discontentment with my own um, stagnated spirituality. You know, you 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 experience the cycles of life, and and then you realize, oh yeah, I've done the deep path, and I, like David said, my deep has called unto his deep, and I ain't got nothing back 
too much because <laughs> it was too great for me to ascertain. When, like David writes, you know, such knowledge is too great for me. I cannot attain it. I can't. I can't fully comprehend or apprehend it. And, and so many people uh, use that. You know, they they're crying out for deeper spiritual experiences, and the experiences that they get, they come to a realization that wow, this is a bit overwhelming. And those who that 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 overwhelming sometimes gets the best of them mentally and psychologically and and spiritually you know they 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 find themselves at a disjoint because they 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 get to a a particular point in their spirituality where they realize that um uh they can no longer incorporate what they thought they needed into their uh spiritual growth uh, their spiritual life they and they have to do away with a lot of things and it's not surprising that some eventually become agnostics. They get to the point where, uh, in questioning and and in questioning and experiencing, they get to the point where they begin to question the existence of God. They get they question the you know the the, the um they question the Bible, uh, the authority of it, and uh, all of, uh, the relevance of it. And there are some who even turn away from the faith because of that. And Paul, Paul does. This, Paul writes about this in Second Corinthians chapter twelve. And each time I read this, it becomes more and more um, powerful. Paul writes of, the, of a disjoint that he experienced, in that as he was getting deeper, as he was getting deeper, he found himself becoming uh, a man of pride. You know. Having experienced revelations that what he writes, and, and you ought to read that. It's a powerful, a powerful narrative of his spiritual experience. He has this. Uh, he writes of one who gets called up in the third heaven and ascertains a vision of what is going on, a deeper spirituality, and and and, and then gets called up in pride, and because of the abundance of the revelations that he receives. God gives him a thorn in the flesh. And, you know, we preach it. We love to preach about the thorn in the flesh. Uh, I preached about the thorn in the flesh. Uh, and I had it and blah, 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 yeah, yeah, whatever. So, but that's, his, that's the thorn in the flesh is a result of the abundance of the, the revelation that he received. He gets too deep. He gets too spiritual. And if you read in the narratives of Paul further back in in second Corinthians, particularly in second Corinthians eleven, you you know he, where he just basically tells all about the hell that he went through as an apostle. But it, it, um, so he talks about in chapter twelve as he transitions and he talks about this abundance of uh, revelation and the thorn of flesh, and then he speaks of the grace that is sufficient. To, uh, for him in in light of, of those experiences and how that has how that helped him how that helped him better understand the purpose of his ministry to the Gentiles and the purpose of his relationship as an apostle to the Lord and I, I and I think we should all search and desire to experience some type of deep spiritual. Uh, spirituality. Now, how they go about that is, is you know, I can't tell you how you go about doing that, but I can say that in doing it, you must be careful. You have to be able to be careful to do that. Uh, we're running out of time. I, I've run out of time, man. I, I, I enjoyed the show. I, I, I think we talked too much. I didn't even get to the second clip I wanted to get. So maybe I, I'll get to <laughs> i get to the next time. But for those of you who are joining, we're glad that you did. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is the National Day of Prayer. Uh, we need you to pray. The country needs you to pray. Pray for the peace of the country. Pray for the elected officials. Pray for the upcoming politicians, uh, elections all around. Pray. Uh, get out and pray. Wherever you, do whatever you can. It doesn't have to be long, but pray tomorrow. Take advantage of that. And until next week, we invite you again to come back to Zero Today and join with us and let us know how we're doing. So we welcome you. You guys have a great, wonderful week. This is Pastor Rick with you. Signing off.